Welcome back to episode 86 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, a hacker takes over $150 million from KuCoin Exchange. Next, someone built Uniswap on XDAI sidechain called HoneySwap. Then we discuss whether or not technical analysis is reliable. And finally, can a community start with a token and be successful? All right, let's listen in. Dude, a whole lot of nothing, dude. We talking about? Dude, no, I'm just kidding. We were we were talking about a lot of things until four o'clock in the morning. Dude, doesn't sound gay at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, totally like, dude, we, we entered the rabbit hole, dude. How, what started that rabbit hole? I forgot. I don't remember. Oh well, we were talking about tokenomics. That's yeah. That's that was right. like maybe fifty to sixty percent of the conversation yesterday. Well, yeah, that's the, that's definitely our main focus as far as like from a project perspective. Like we're still trying to figure out, you know, a practical tokenomic model that satisfies all mm-hmm. parties involved in the ecosystem. So yeah. that's not easy to do, right? This is like trying to, I don't know, trying but, to. You know what? I think we have just trying to understand the human the human condition in the, a way. The psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I not think, easy. I think we have a good foundation for the, our tokenomics. Right. There's like a little bit more details that we have to do, like, you know, how much should creators and uh, buyers or collectors get? Right. Yeah, that, that's the easy part. I feel like is we definitely want to reward like the early supporters because yeah. without them, we would have never got to the point where we could eventually launch these tokens. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because without the people who trusted us for like the last eight months, I think we've been live for like eight months. Right. Trusted us to purchase these metas without them actually being legitimate blockchain assets, but they bought them anyways, just because they either believe in the vision or they just really like the product. I think the majority of it is they just like metas, dude. They're yeah. like legitimate landowners who like we identified their problem, right? Like yeah. they don't have anything to deploy on their lands. So they're like, fuck. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I think, so, I think it's a, uh, it's a combination that they like the metas, but also that we solved the problem for them. Yeah, there and was, there's probably like genuine supporters too who feel like you know, it's it's currently the only way to support MetaZone's development is to buy Metas currently. Yeah, and really that's really our focus right now is to convert everything to NFTs and get this token out there. Just because, just like we prepare for Decentraland's launch, we feel like there's a sort of an economic launch for NFTs in the next you know six to twelve months. And yeah, as far as like mass mass awareness is definitely like. It's like fucking Lord of the Rings, dude. You know, like that. You tell me, you watch, you watched that movie, right? Oh, I've, like, yeah, I've seen it. The Eye of Sauron, dude. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that fucking eye is like slowly starting to like look at NFTs, dude. It's been like on the DeFi for like the last year. Yeah. But like, yeah, the collective consciousness is shifting a little bit. I don't know what's driving it that. I mean, I guess it's art. The art space is kind of like the, the big, you know, headline grabber. Yeah, apparently. I guess. Yeah, I suppose. It's got to be, right? That's the only thing. Yeah, there's a lot more <laughs> use cases to NFTs and art. Uh, but art, because I NFTs think, is the most... Because NFTs aren't new, dude. Yeah. Art is the most if, obvious application of NFTs. I think the second most obvious is yeah. games. And then games. and then least obvious is, like, 
insurance premiums for Nexus Mutual, right? <laughs> yeah, and all this other kooky shit people are coming up with, like yeah. social tokens and stuff like that. Like, and then NFTing like, like physical objects too. Like uh, that's I, yeah, that's not that easy. That's not an easy thing to do. Like, yeah, how do you do that? Also, somebody I heard somebody NFT their body, meaning like you could buy a token that represents my upper arm, and then. You get to choose what I get tattooed on it because you're the owner wow. of my arm. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that wild, dude? That is wild. That's, that's, a, like, that's a genius way for somebody to, like, you know, get some Coke money. Yeah. That's about it. Probably sounds like some degenerate idea. It's like, dude, I'm super high. And probably like more drugs, bro. Probably something stupid gets put on the arm, too. Yeah, like a big flaccid wiener. <laughs> <laughs> possible well that's uh, not, that's a classic troll move right so i would if expect I paid that. like a thousand bucks to get your arm space i would put like something really stupid on it you know why would you like yeah it's like dude i want like the most beautiful art piece on your body like fuck that dude i want i want yeah. you to like suffer <laughs> you right, know what right. i mean but so yeah nfts are kooky kind of wonky kind of wild but they're also super uh, they're starting to enter like this awareness phase. So people are starting to believe just like Neo, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. So the main point here is we want to be part of that. And, uh, I mean, dude, I, I promise you guys, we're doing everything that we can. Cause there's, there's so many distractions out in the real world. Like for example, let, let's, let's talk about one of those distractions. Okay. So let me minimize. Which oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me minimize the screen here so I can access this. There we go. Right here. So this this came oh into me today. It says Texas officials warn of brain eating amoeba in the tap water near Houston. So yep. I was like, I was in the middle of a headache when I was reading this. I was like, oh shit! You know what the hell is and this? I've had like chronic headaches for like the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> And I hear this. This is obviously in our locale. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, like, so I look into it, and apparently, some of the some of the uh, symptoms are headaches, and then other symptoms are like confusion and nausea, and I think that's it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, damn. dude. You can imagine if something's eating away at your brain, like there's got to be like massive symptomatic repercussions to that, like depending on how much brain has been eaten, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it starts eating away at, like, some region of your brain that, like, I don't know, controls your emotions or something. Like, I don't know, where you just become, like, a crying woman. Right, right, right. A crying <laughs> it's woman. It's like, whoa, why am I so emotional? Yeah. No offense to women. It's just, it's the truth, girls. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man. Like, this is scary, dude. Yeah. It's another fucking thing, like, I have to worry about. And I already have too much shit to worry about but more than likely my current headaches is from something else <laughs> yeah same same yeah um yeah, so not. i thought it was interesting it, it totally fit you know 2020 and it's not like a this is not a national news or anything like that but it, it's sort of funny you know these are the type of headlines that are are interesting with everything going on in 2020 so true but not and then on top of that yesterday i think it was yesterday kucoin got hacked this guy stole over $150 million worth of crypto and sent them all to his account. And now I think he was doing some dumb stuff like Hold using... Hold on a second. Scroll back up. It says heist on that address? Yeah. So they they blacklisted this address. So Who's now, they? 
Etherscan, and so I, all the exchanges are you know collaborating with each other, and they're uh -huh. saying, all right, don't accept coins or freeze coins if they move it into your your wallet or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so this is this is their way to kind of yeah 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 you know combat these type of bad actors exactly i wonder if this has anything to do with like ethereum though like the ethereum i don't know yeah uh, it, it does has something to do because they changed uh the address to uh -huh. fake phishing okay so like there's some somebody somebody pulled a lever within the ethereum like organization whatever community actor who's like responsible for like you know security yeah because you'd assume like such a massive entity like the Ethereum community, you know, this is going to be a regular program problem. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's interesting that it's labeled as a heist. And so there's like some, you know, third party security protocol in place for events like this. I didn't know that. Yeah, this is this happens pretty commonly that they do this. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but. Just a couple of lessons here. Just one: don't keep your money on exchanges because this shit happens all the fucking time. Yeah, you know? yeah. It is but, very, very common, man. And dude, yeah. one hundred fifty easy million, targets, dude. Yeah, one hundred fifty million dollars just like that just disappeared, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. That's like that's sort of amazing, but scary at the same time. Okay, so I'll, my next comment was going to be like, it's it's interesting that this was such a big news headliner and it had no impact on the price of like general crypto space, like Bitcoin, ether, nothing sold off. Yeah. Usually like back in the day when shit like this happened, even smaller quantities that were stolen. Yeah. You know, you could see the it whole the market would fucking tank. Like, yeah, it's like a huge event, you know, I don't know if it's because like they caught this in time to where he wasn't able to liquidate. So didn't have a price impact. Or what? Yeah, or maybe. maybe like maybe the market's maturing to the point where like you know what he gives a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he he wasn't able to dump, so that's what happened. Yeah, I think that's the more likely explanation. So that's pretty interesting. You know, I was um I was <sighs> thinking about an idea where, what if this guy with 150 million dollars decides to airdrop all this money to all the Ethereum dresses that were active within the last two years or whatever? That would be interesting. Robin Hood right? act. Yeah. Because then, because like, then, because yeah. if he sends this to like, let's say, all 150 million to a different address, well, that address is now a heist address, right? And mm. so, but if he decides to send it to everybody, then if every single address is a heist address, nothing is right. a heist address, right? So what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if, if then, you receive funds from this guy, it's like yeah. your account gets locked, basically. It doesn't necessarily get locked; it just gets blacklisted, like you become a from, suspect. Yeah, like yeah, if okay. you move, let's say you move, you uh, your address is blacklisted, and then you go into Coinbase, like that right there gives you away, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, more than likely he's not going to do that though. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> but, but think it about is it. Interesting thought. Think about it, because if he decides to spread, you know, 150 million dollars, and he could send you know a million dollars into one account that he owns, I mean, that would be one way to get away with it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah, kind of like the GTA, or not GTA, the fucking Fast and the Furious approach. Remember that fucking movie? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like they're getting away in their little race cars, and then they drive into like a garage, and then like the doors open, and then like a hundred race cars come out. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so the cops are like, oh my God, which one is the guys we're looking for? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually a fucking genius move, dude. Yeah. So if you're watching this hacker, man, dude, I mean, not a bad idea.
I mean, if you want to get away with at least like a million bucks, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's more than enough. I mean, just hack another one if you need another million bucks, right? Yeah, and also like lucky 150 participants get a million dollars also. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, dude. I think it would be interesting just to see how people react and what what happens to the market and like how how it gets rectified, you know. But I, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. such a low probability, though. Insanely low. Yeah, people don't think like that, dude. Get your hands on one hundred fifty million dollars, dude. That's like, I mean, game think about match. it. It, it, but it's still nothing, though. Yeah, he can't. He can't really claim it, right? I mean, unless somebody's accepting. Why? Why can't he just take it to Uniswap, though? Well, Uniswap is still connected to your Coinbase or whatever you do to go back to fiat, right? There's a link to it. I see. Okay. Yeah, I there, guess so. there's, there's always a link to it. So there's, I think there's like Tumblrs or Tornado Cash or XMR, Monero. Like you could yeah. do that, but then you, I don't think you could just, you know, swap ocean token with monero like i don't think that exists so you're it's parking it, the wrong tree my dude yeah no it's a it's a hard problem man but i don't know yeah. this might be just a flex more than anything but damn yeah unfortunate for cutcoin though though like i haven't used their exchange in years but you know i never was really too uh too happy impressed about. by them they were just it's like the same thing we're seeing with all these like uniswap forks which eventually we'll get into you know like i thought of cutcoin as like a, a fork of binance basically it's like the same relatively same interface same user experience only difference is like they they like elevated the trading competitions even more than fucking binance did. <laughs> I remember. yeah yeah like they really went hand with those trading contests to kind of like siphon whatever liquidity they could into the market Right. or to their exchange <clears throat> so yeah it's not like, like i don't necessarily feel too bad for them you know they're not like angels in the space you know they're probably bad actors just like Binance is. you know it's just some greedy fucks mm -hmm. so, yeah i hear you whatever dude i hear you and, and plus yeah. i think most people's funds are safe anyway so i don't think this really affects anybody oh yeah you got to think about that too yeah Wait, what do you mean why you say that well because i think it's it's insured to a certain extent now if you uh, if you own like several millions of dollars, I doubt that you're going to get 100% back. But those with less than that amount, you're pretty much covered 100%. Okay, well, then I do feel bad for those people, though. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, again, hard lesson, dude. It's the only way we learn lessons in this space is like the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take fat losses like this and never make these mistakes. Like, take your money off exchanges. And I say that, and I have like majority of mine on the exchange too so. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone yeah i obviously don't i've never been hacked yet so i haven't learned my lesson you know right right but i have been rug pulled i've been exit scammed so like i'm much more cautious in that regard you know i've yeah. learned those hard lessons you know yeah that, that just means you have to I've, do research harder right exactly and I, i've lived i lived through a a bear market and i've been dumped on by whales you know so next time i'm gonna learn Utilize that lesson and like, you know, dump on the noobs of the next cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how you learn. You live and learn, dude. Simple as that. All right. So our main topic today is discussing honey swap and the honey token itself. Uh, so let's yeah, take how, a did, how did we get clued into this? Somebody on our Discord was talking about this. They're literally that. That's how I first heard about it. Yeah, uh, it was Blackstar. Token. Blackstar. 
That's right, Black Star. If you're watching this, I think it was Black Star. Yeah. Um, um. Well, so yeah, so Black Star had mentioned it. I think I had seen it before. Maybe it was mentioned by Chico Crypto in the past or something. But what's interesting about Honey is that they're using XDAI as their sidechain um, foundation to do sort of like a Uniswap on the sidechain. And so we took a look at it, and I think when we looked at it, it was like seven hundred dollars, and now it's like two X. So it's at fourteen. Like three or four days, right? Something like that. Yeah. So the total token supply right now, and I'll show you, is. On block stack, it's twenty four thousand. Yeah, not much, dude. Yeah, 24,379 tokens. So, so yeah, going back. So uh, right now it's at fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred and change. So we're looking at roughly what, like a thirty five million ish market cap somewhere on there. Yeah. I mean, this thing is growing day, day, dude. Yeah, this Look is at like that chart, man. It's like a slow creeper. It just does not want to go down. Yeah, it's a linear yeah. slope. <laughs> At some point, this thing just like takes off like a motherfucking, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say rocky because that's overused, but that's what it looks like. It's it's priming for, you know, but it, it's already done a 10x. More than that, dude. Okay. Well, let's call it a 10x. Just yeah, just a 10x. Simple. Yeah, make it easier. It's already yeah. done a 10x. So if it does another 10x, we're looking at, I mean, a pretty significant run up. But so what, what do you think is driving up this price? Just pure speculation, well, right? Um, let's take a look at the some of the top payers here. So Honey um, wrapped XDAI. We have a million in liquidity and the volume has 1.7 million. And the last, yeah. damn, so wait a minute. Okay, so the last seven days is 5 million or almost 6 million. Mm-hmm. And dude, think about this, dude. Volume in seven days or actually... Volume in 24 hours has been 1.7 million, but the fees in that same time frame has been $5,000. Can you do that simple math? Yes. Yeah, so we can do. <laughs> For those of you interested. And in case you don't know, like this is kind of like it's it, on Uniswap. This is, I think, one of the main incentives to be a Uniswap liquidity provider, right? Is to collect these fees. It's a, it's 0.2 of a percent. Actually 0.3, 0.3 of a percent. So it's the same fee structure as Uniswap. Yeah. Okay. But um, I think that's the only fee, th I think, here. And and I think the slippage is lower just because uh, I think the liquidity provided is 50-50 to, to begin with. So mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing that the... So these fees, so this is interesting. These this These fees aren't extracted from gas fees at all. This is just an added fee it's per an transaction. Added fee. Yes. So yeah, there is no difference between this and Uniswap then, as far as like fee collection. Doesn't Correct. matter that this is a gasless protocol. Correct. I mean, there is gas, but like the, the gas fees are negligible because it's second layer, you know, protocol. Exactly, and I think that's uh, that's what makes the difference between this one and Uniswap. What's the difference? The gas fee. Well, yeah, from a user experience perspective, like if you're a fucking trader, which I mean, you're you're starting to turn into one, right? Like yeah. you're spending a lot of time in front of charts. Yeah, you're trying to catch swings and stuff, you know. For sure. You know, you're you're starting to make me look up like a freaking noob. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I retired from that life a long time ago. The point is, you should be using a, a platform like this to execute your trades, right? Because you're losing a, a significant That's right. amount of money every yeah. time you execute a trade on Uniswap, like to gas. That's correct. So, yeah. The only issue with that is, you know, are, are these tokens, first of all, they have to be ERC-20s. 
So not all the tokens we're interested in are ERC-20s, right? They have their own blockchain. Uh, That's true. But having said that, do these tokens exist on the side chain yet? And the usually it's the answer is no. And the reason is, is because you have to develop a bridge token from like, for example, the uh, XDAI made a bridge between DAI and XDAI, right? XDAI is the side token representation of DAI. And so if you XDAI. want, if you wanted mana on the, on the side chain, you would have to convert it to X mana. Really? Yeah. So how come Uniswap's not X uni, uni, you know? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, let's, I see X Moon, so that supports that. I don't, is it Moon that Reddit token? That's that's the Reddit token. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, so this is a Uniswap Honey Pair, fifteen million liquidity, dude. Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you make the comparables to Uniswap, like it's not even close. I think there's more than two billion dollars staked in liquidity on Uniswap. In comparison to this, which is like they're barely cracking a million, dude. It's, it's like insane. It's night and day. Right. But but again, that doesn't take away from like the speculative value of of this platform, right? It's just uh, it solves one of the main issues of that Uniswap currently fails to address, oh, which okay. is fees. Yeah. So here's the thing. So Honey is is an X dot. It's a side chain token, right? There is no Honey on the mainnet, and so that's correct. That's why it's not on CoinGecko, right? Correct. Well, it's that's not the reason why it's not on CoinGecko. It's the reason why it's not on Uniswap. That's right. You can't go to Uniswap to get Honey. You right. got to go through this. Correct. Honey swap protocol. Yeah. To get so that means there are tokens that exist on the side chain that don't have an X component to it because. It's only on the side chain. So even then, oh. even then, if you wanted to move it to the main chain for whatever reason, whatever reason that is, then you would have to build that bridge anyways. And so, so in the case for mana, then you would have X mana, just like you have X die because die is on the main net and so is mana. Mm-hmm. What and the so, fuck, dude? Yeah. This is like some mind blowing shit. So, for because example, I mean, so honey is a hundred percent. Not not Ethereum ERC twenty asset, right? It's an XDAI asset. Well, it is an ERC twenty. All all XDAI assets are ERC twenties. Okay. okay. Because you're using the same Ethereum address as your mainnet Ethereum address. It's just on a different network. It's just on a different network. Yeah. So and we can let's try to provide an example here. So let's connect wallet, MetaMask. We're going to sign this transaction. We're gonna connect. And now it says it uh, says wrong network. Please connect to the appropriate Ethereum network. So yeah, because you're on the. Okay. So let's do this. So now let's go into. Uh, what, <laughs> what the fuck? Whacked token. Yeah, I got that uh, whacked airdrop. Really? Yeah. But that was from. Uh, you you remember who who that who that was? Mm-mm. That was um, McAfee, dude. Remember he started the wire token? Yeah. Shit. That must have skated by, dude. I didn't pay attention to that one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, XDAI chain. Here we go. So you had, and for those of y'all watching, that's not like going to be there if you haven't done this, right? You had to do some manual process to do that, That's correct. So for example, you have to go into your networks list here and you see Mainnet, Robston, Coven, Rinkaby, and you see all of them You should be like standard 
networks that yeah. everybody's connected to, right? Correct. They're already in there. Okay. So uh, you have to create a new one called XDiChain. So you have to click on custom RPC, get the network name, get the RPC URL, which is dive.poa.network. Yeah, go ahead and show everybody just in case they want to do this. Yeah, so so this one would be XDiChain, and then you don't need to type in the symbols here. And so as soon as you type in this network uh, RPC URL, then you mm -hmm. hit save, and then all of a sudden it's part of the list, and then you just select this to move into that network, and then now you're in okay. that network. Badass. So, so you're in. So now I'm in, and now you're I officially can... connected to HoneySwap. Yes. So okay. now I can move, uh, I think, let's see if... I have to get Weth or XDI. So assume I had XDI, right? Let's say $1,000 <laughs> worth of XDI. Actually, we can just type it in here. $1,000 worth of XDI gives me 0. 0.71 of honey. And it says insufficient funds. Uh, and the price is $13.92. And then the most interesting part about this is that the price impact is 0.17%, which is nothing. And then 3XDI is provided as liquidity fee. So that's 0.3%. Three bucks. Yep. Okay, interesting. Jeebus. Yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't make that connection. Like yesterday, I, I I was struggling to find like the practical reason for people to want to stake and, you know, become liquidity providers on this platform as opposed to Uniswap because yeah. I was under the assumption that the, the fee or the, yeah, that 0.3% LP fee was being taken from the, the gas fees, I thought. Oh, but I, I see. Mean, I was incorrect in that assessment. Yeah. It's just like an added fee for the platform that they take on every trade. So, yeah, which gets funneled into the liquidity. Yeah, I mean, it, this is a fork of of Uniswap. So, whatever automated market maker Uniswap uses, HoneySwap uses the exact same one, right? That's correct. So it operates under the exact same like uh, mechanical architecture, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, I wish I could show you the actual transaction taking place because it happens in an under seven seconds. And uh, almost the zero gas yeah. fees, it's like 0. 0.0002 uh, of an X die, which is like dust. It's like 0.2% of a penny. Well, you're, 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 you're cutting out a little bit, okay. a little laggy. Yeah. So, apologies. Um, can you hear me now? Is it better? Yeah, a little better. Okay. So what I was saying is uh, I wish I could actually show the transaction because if I executed it, you would see this done in like seven seconds versus, yeah. you know, Uniswap where it takes longer. It, may, it could take anywhere between five or ten minutes. And then on top of that, you're paying, you know, between $3 to $15 in gas fees. And in, and in HoneySwap's <laughs> scenario, because it's on XDI, it's like... Dude, at one point, I was paying like 100 bucks. $100? Yeah, like during the peak of that DeFi like ridiculousness, like right before that little bubble popped. Yeah, I was paying close to like a hundred bucks per trade, dude. It was insane. Wow, dude. Like, and that's the thing that people need to kind of like recognize as far as like, I mean, we we we, we can get into XDI, like you know, this shit doesn't scale, man. <laughs> like as cool as DeFi is, as cool as NFTs are gonna be, as cool as everything that's being built on Ethereum is. This is not some sustainable shit, like at all. And like according to everything we've looked at, E2.0 isn't like is not on the horizon anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah. At least not in the like 
expected version people are hoping for. Like people are hoping E2.0 rollout equals, you know, all of our problems solved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even Vitalik himself said it like that's not going to be the case. And I think he also like to to add on to that. He's like, I don't understand why more projects aren't integrating into layer two. Yeah, (laughs) did he say that? Yeah, he said that. So he's like, "What the fuck, guys? Why are you guys putting so much pressure on me, dude? Like, there's plenty of protocols out there. Yeah, that that works. It's it. Yeah, it's up to the projects and the devs to actually implement them. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we're we're starting to see that. With this is a perfect example, you know, because this is a this is a, a big need, dude. You know, because I'm used to freaking um, high activity trading, man. In 2017 on Binance, that's all I did all day long, dude. I, I accrued more than 4,000 trades in like a six-month time span. It was insane. Yeah. Can, can you imagine how much money I'd blow doing that today? Like on Uniswap? Can't do it. Yeah, Ooh. I want to I show you this real quick because it's happening right now. Check, oh, check no. this out. This is ETH. Oh, ETH. Yeah. Look at this. So it broke okay. through this uh, resistance line, right? Maybe Vitalik just announced ETH 2.0 is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. But if you zoom out, so what does this mean, right? Look at this. The next the next resistance point is around 370 and change. Oh, so you're saying, well, yeah, we broke a major resistance. So yeah. we got a nice little run-up coming. Yeah. But this is a 15-minute yeah, chart. So uh, I don't think we're out of the woods here yet. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Cool. See what I'm talking about, dude? You're like way too tuned into these charts, dude. Like I would not have like paid attention to that at all. <laughs> and you like had to just like stop everything. Stop it. <laughs> Boys and girls. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like resistance has been broken on the 15 minute time scale. Yeah. <laughs> You're like super clued into these charts, dude. I'm impressed, dude. Yeah, man. I you have to I mean? like keep an eye on this because it's sort of uh sort of important. It's sort of like it's sort of it's kind of like your livelihood at the moment, right? Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, let's be one hundred percent honest and transparent, dude. Like, this is the life we're living right now. Yeah. <laughs> As I said earlier in this podcast, like, support of Metazone team was one hundred percent based on Meta sales, so that was kind of like what sustained us for I don't know a few months, right? But that has slowed down significantly because of this problem we're just we're talking about right now a lot of it had to do with these ridiculous gas fees nobody wants to buy metas that's they're gonna blow a hundred dollars a pop so that had a huge impact on our business our livelihood so now we have to look for exterior you know funding mechanisms so (laughs) the most obvious one is how how, you know day trading right right yeah, so I mean, how's that going for you so far, dude? Oh, it's pretty good. Actually, you know, it's sort of like we go back to 2016 and you you experienced this where I think we're seeing a lot of things, especially in the NFT space, kind of early on, like catching fire. But uh-huh. it's nothing compared to what happened in 2017, right? And so... We're, yeah, we're not there yet. Right now, to trade, to day trade, it's actually easier at, at this time than, you know than it was before 2016 because you know everything was a bear market right and mm-hmm. and then you go back to 2018 like everything was going down so to day trade that yeah. you're like you're you're up against like a, a a hard place right just to figure out like where everything is going to go down and it's just too dangerous but if everything is bullish it's much easier right you can take bigger risks because you know the the trend is up right yeah yeah, when things are bullish, there's less like, like less like, likely like, to encounter this. like 
if you had gotten in at any point here, you'd be in the positive, right? And this is like just a couple of days, right? Yeah. The 27th to the 24th. Yeah. Right? So this is easy, right? You should be logging like your your trades. Are you doing that? Um, Technically, yeah, I am to a certain extent, but I, I should be doing better. I should be, you know, more detailed with my logs. I would, I would do it just like some kind of little Excel spreadsheet, just so you know. And yeah. then you can kind of like track, see like <coughs> how much, you know, like your average percentages on every trade, yada, 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 you know. Yeah, for sure. Nice little analytics and stuff. I think it'd be cool to look at. Yeah. Yeah, but, so uh, so yeah, the point here is like you know, there's there's a lot of movement going on, and I mean, I think we already established that we're in a bull market, and it's just <laughs> at least that's what we're all hoping. Yeah, at least yeah, <laughs> at the very least. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I would I would say so. I think we're still it's a lot of it's uh, contingent on what happens in the stock market, but I think I think we're gonna be okay, dude. Yeah. Like, and, and just for example, like this blue box, I put it here because I assumed it was going to go back down 5% and it reached not, not quite close to 5%, right? But, uh, but yeah, man, like this is, uh, this is what meme lines look like when they become true. Yeah, exactly. When they become true, but they don't always. They don't true. always. That's right. I showed you plenty of examples of that. Yeah, you you know, like Uniswap had. Like I think like the perfect bull pendant at one point and it completely failed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I've lost my faith in fucking meme lines and stuff. You know, I I, I agree a hundred percent with that. I think I use meme lines to because think about it. Look look at what this looks like without all the lines. Like what does that what does that show you, dude? Is this is really, that what? What does it show you? It doesn't really show oh. it doesn't really show anything, right? Like it's not yeah. it's not exactly until you play until you play uh okay it's it's hard to talk because you're, you're lagging but until you play connect the dots basically basically yeah because <laughs> okay. then because then you turn it on it's like okay i see what what what's happening see but look at you dude even your meme lines don't make oh i guess they make a little bit of sense like okay so i see your two uh low points connecting i guess yeah. There and there. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, because what happens is, as I was drawing them, let, let's say I only had up to, you know, up to this point here, right? Let's say this was the timeline right here. Mm -hmm. Then I would draw a meme line right here. <coughs> Correct. And then I would draw. So you probably. And then I would draw this one right here. And so let's zoom back in into this. I was like, okay, I'm seeing this is going back down, right? It's touched this line twice. All right, I'm going to go back in maybe here to because I'm risky. And then it goes up. Or you go <laughs> you go in here because it breaks that resistance line and then you just Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ride it out and see what happens, right? So, but the point here is, is yeah. as soon as you get more information, you take that meme line and then you move it to where the next spot is. And then you keep it going. <coughs> yeah, see, this is why I want you to track your trades, just, just so we can have like a, you know, a win loss percentage. A competition. And understand whether or not your meme lines are, your your meme lines are uh, competent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should be doing. Because I do. I, this is, yeah, this has been one of my, 
Dude, I ordered like so many TA books back in 2017, dude. I thought I was going to become a TA god because I actually <laughs> believed in this stuff back then, dude. Because I was watching a lot of people yeah. make a lot of money yeah, yeah, yeah. with these meme lines and shit. They're all fucking making YouTube videos like, boys, let me pull up this meme line real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, shit. Right. Like, dude, these are the, this, this is the most awesome meme line I've ever seen. Like, but what that year was that? Top of this moving average squiggly line. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what year was that, though? This is like the peak of the bull market. Oh, okay. 2017, 2017-2018 cycle, you know? I mean, everybody was making money in 2017. Well, that's my point. My point is it, everyone looked like a freaking guru genius. Like, they just came off freaking Warren Buffett's, like, private, like, tr- trading seminar, and, like, straight to crypto, like, with, like, the most knowledge of how markets move and shit. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. But the, the point is... It's it was really hard to look stupid back then, you know, because everything was just exploding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think meme lines, I don't think they're I don't think they really represent anything other than humans communicating with each other with like an established language. Yeah, that's all that it means. And the fact that it broke through this resistance line, I mean, what does it I mean, what does that really mean? You know, that do you think a lot of people saw this and drew the same line and be like okay let's see what people decide to do right here and if they yeah i think i think think a lot of people actually well not a lot of people but there are a lot of there's a segment of people doing exactly these type of things Mm -hmm. and they're waiting for those moments to enter trades that's why normally that's where the most volume kicks in right whenever these meme lines are breached because that's when people with actual money are starting to execute trades. Yeah. Because now they have a little bit more confidence than dude. they did, you know. Dude, 100%. Look at this volume right here. Yeah, look at that fat green dick, dude. Like, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I mean, that's... All the- that activity that's going on inside that triangle, that's like normie activity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody knows what's going on in there. And, like, the TA guys probably aren't fucking around. Maybe some of them are. Yeah. But... No, I mean, I think if you're moving like 100K to 500K, these little 15-minute candles make makes sense to be paying attention to. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but, but yeah, all I'm saying is, yeah, like this is this is what? Like a, a yeah, it's a clear uh, breach. So, yeah, people are buying, which, yeah, yeah I don't know, self-fulfilling. Dude, this is five minutes ago. I thought it was 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Holy I like looking at the one-minute chart just to see <clears throat> exactly what's happening. Uh-huh. That's pretty interesting, though. What does this tell you, dude? It's like accumulation here for, for a per minute. <laughs> for like five minutes? Yeah, for minutes? five minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what it's telling It tells me like three major orders just came through. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're basically like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but it's funny. You look at it from like a 15-minute standpoint. <laughs> it's like, boom, explosion. But yeah. it didn't really explode. It's just what it looks like at 15-minute t- intervals. How's this look on the hour chart? <laughs> I mean, it's not That's bad. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty it's, solid. It's a clear breakout. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Keep doing what you're doing, dude. I, I mean, you definitely, you, you think you have, like, the personality for this, though, for sure. Uh, I have the ability to concentrate, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This is, some, uh, this is tough. Like, and it's the idea is you want to get to the point where you have like multiple screens and you have like eight to ten, you know, yeah, orders going on at the same time and you're monitoring all of them, you're in and out. So, 
my point is you can't do that on Uniswap, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't. And if you, if I had the ability to use Uniswap without the gas fees, I'd be on it all day. So should so and therefore is this it? and this is yeah. So fi- final, oh. final, okay, but before we get into one hive, just just let's do our own little final um I don't know what word to use. Our own final like stamp of approval or not on on Honey Swap. I mean, let's 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 just briefly go over the main points, selling okay. points, I guess. It's 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 a fork of Uniswap, right? Similar to what we saw from all the yield farming craziness from like things like sushi, things like yam, things like what else? I don't know. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi. I don't know. Is that a fork of Uniswap? I don't think so. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No. So what else fork Uniswap is what I'm saying? Uh, there's one called Falcon Swap. I sent that okay. to you earlier today. Okay. So then there's competitors then. Oh, yeah, there's competitors. I mean, anybody can fork Uniswap and, and put their own little spin, use their own little token. and I mean, anybody can do that. It's just, you know, it's not going to be the same. Like, HoneySwap is interesting because they're using XDAI, but Uniswap Falcon. could also use... Is Falconswap doing that too? XDAI? They're using Layer 2, but they never mentioned which Layer 2 they're using. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that seems to be like there's 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 a a shift happening to I mean because like Uniswap <clears throat> Uniswap screwed up in a few a few ways I mean they're not really screw ups just Uniswap is a brilliant technology like it's it's huge I think we were talking about this last night we we're trying to understand how liquidity you know actually works on this protocol mm-hmm. and how the automated market you know uh, algorithms work and all that shit and yeah, after understanding it a little bit more, like uh, I, my own personal sentiment towards like this Uniswap technology, it's it's as big of a breakthrough as like Bitcoin is. You yeah. Know, as far as like liberating <clears throat> a large portion of our like need for intermediaries, just how Bitcoin eliminated that need. Now Uniswap's taking that to the next level. They figured out how to automate a lot of things that weren't automated you know, prior to its existence. So, yeah, I wonder if Uniswap was the first automated market maker. I don't know. Like we got into that discussion too. We're like, what What the hell happened to Kyber? What the hell happened to Bancor? Yeah. Like these were names I heard about in 2017. That, yeah, I remember those. They had the ambitions to be the Uniswap, but somehow Uniswap just shit on their lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I know what it is. I think it's because they figured out a way how to onboard users as liquidity providers because i don't think kyber and bancor and all those people they have no way for you to contribute your own you know your own assets mm-hmm. protocol yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what uniswap did that like kickstarted this whole DeFi craze like everybody's looking for the next thing to put their money into right so, so that's you're, what they did. you're saying uh so you can't add your token to kyber swap is that what you're saying I don't think so. I don't think they require liquidity providers for their protocol to operate. Oh, yeah, I'm you're not right. Sure. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I mean, that's but otherwise we probably would have heard of that by now, right? I would think so too. But I figured yeah. you can't have an automated market maker without liquidity pools. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the automated market maker algorithm is pioneered by Uniswap. Oh, so I see whatever what you're technology saying. Kyber and Bancor and all these yeah, things, that makes sense. They have too. some other method to you know swap tokens. Yeah. And yeah, in case you guys didn't know and you're like listening to this, we aren't like, well, me, I'm not the technical guy. 
right. so i can't i can't explain you the technical things of every protocol you know that's not my role but <clears throat> yeah if you're looking for technical knowledge dude there's another youtube channel that away i'd go over there <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> or another podcast whatever yeah yeah but uh <laughs> shit what was i talking about dude i mean we we're talking about you know uniswap being the Sort of yeah. the, setting the, the the standard for automated market makers, and then being the first to liquidity pools, and yeah, ultimately I'm just trying to get like us to give like a final say on like whether or not HoneySwap has like a a, a, I, a firm space in this space, like a firm. Well, I think I think they do. I think I think HoneySwap using XDAI is 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 really smart, just because the, these gas fees really kill businesses. Yeah, and, big time. and they're they're completely avoiding it by using XDAI. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, what prevents Uniswap from adopting XDAI or any <laughs> other sidechain? And then yeah. at that point, why use HoneySwap? It. That's right. That's why I used all the yield farming craze as an example because that's exactly what Uniswap did. Like they created this brilliant technology, but they missed out on one little thing. The token. Uh, it's the the token reward mechanism. And then, like these yield farming vampire protocols, they they kind of like filled that gap. They 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 recognized Uniswap didn't ha doesn't have a token for some reason to reward their LP. So we'll just go ahead and fork their code, build this token, and we'll do it for them. That's right. Uniswap ultimately crushed these fucks, and they came out with their own token. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's it's obviously it's in their best interest just to crush any kind of competitive force that's going to come out there and like try and siphon any kind of network effect away from them right yeah so that's exactly what we're looking at with the honey swaps the falcon swaps they once again these guys are forking their their code but they're now they figured out another gap to fulfill like mm -hmm. scaling and fees and shit so they're trying to do it again so yeah how long until uniswap crushes these guys is the question yeah, exactly, exactly. Did they say HoneySwap or Uniswap? HoneySwap. Whatever. Or Uniswap, Uniswap crushing HoneySwap. Yeah. And I think ultimately uh, Vitalik was talking about Ethereum 2.0, I think recently, and that it's going to be launching like within the next couple of weeks or something. And really? Yeah. I didn't see that. So the other thing is that ZK rollups and optimistic rollups is another another technical aspect that we need to look into just because okay. i haven't looked into it but i mean so many people keep talking about it and one of the things that even vitalik said that if xdai were to use zk rollups or optimistic rollups then he would you know 100 percent endorse xdai in terms of like building a platform on top of it wow yeah that's crazy right yeah so yeah you're right then we need to figure out what that is and why well, wouldn't they do that then real quickly Let's just ZK was ZK made me zero knowledge rollups. So ZK rollups are one of the options being developed for layer two construction that increases scalability through mass transfer processing rolled into a single transaction. Ah, okay. Where plasma creates one transaction per transfer, ZK rollups bundle hundreds of transfers into a single transaction. Interesting. And then here's here's a, a medium article. Optimistic versus ZK rollups deep dive. <coughs> so optimistic rollup is a promising technology for scaling general purpose smart contracts on Ethereum in the near term. 
If built relatively quickly, it can offer an easy way to migrate existing dApps and services with a reasonable degree of security scalability trade-offs. This will be ETH 1.0 to keep up with growing demand. And ZK Rollups is more sophisticated technology. It can be used for token transfers and specialized applications today. However, it will take a little longer to implement a general purpose smart contracts and even more research work is required to effectively wrap the Ethereum virtual uh, machine in zero knowledge proofs. However, once ZK Rollups is fully developed, all existing Ethereum dApps and services will be able to smoothly migrate to, to it without much effort. Wow. Fascinating. So ZK Rollups will fix several fundamental issues with optimistic rollup. Eliminate a nasty tail risk, theft of funds from or via intricate yet viable attack vectors. Mm-hmm. Reduce withdrawal times from one to two weeks to a few minutes. This is withdrawal. Oh, so op- optimistic rollups had withdrawal times from one to two weeks. That's insane, dude. And then ZK rollup enables fast transaction confirmations and exits in practically unlimited volumes. And then finally introduce privacy by default. Okay. So, so having that kind of like a little bit of knowledge that helps us understand, you know, what Ethereum 2.0 is going to look like. Yeah. Okay. I need to see, I mean, again, this is the wait and see approach, you know, especially for us non-technical minded folk, you know, uh, <clears throat> but there's a lot, a lot, lot, lot is riding on these uh, scaling solutions, dude. Yeah, it's not, you know, cryptocurrency, smart contracts, all that's not going to be taken seriously by the masses until until these these fees are mm-hmm. fixed. 100%. Because otherwise, it's just cheaper to use centralized services. And that's the exact opposite result that we want. So let's go back to HoneySwap as far as like from a tokenomics perspective. Let's do a comparable analysis we're comparing HoneySwap currently, which we've roughly estimated. Okay, it tells you right here, 33 million market cap. So we know what this thing is, is what space this thing is competing against. It's competing against Uniswap, which is sitting roughly around 600 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's that's your range 20X. of like market potential, I guess. If, if you're looking at this from a speculative advantage, you know, if you're trying to catch some kind of next you know, platform to blow up. Good luck, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously very risky, but I I say that with the knowledge of knowing, like I've seen way less, way less useful, way less important things have way bigger run-ups than this potentially could yeah. have. You Agreed. know what I mean? Agreed. Like, like I said, this actually has a legitimate short-term use case because all this fancy shit you were just reading is not applied yet and we don't know i, I don't care how, what metallic said dude yeah. <laughs> he's been saying this shit's gonna happen for years yeah you know, i don't care what any of these ethereum fucking devs say like until it's hardwired into everything you know it's easy to use then it doesn't matter yeah ultimately so yeah. if that's the case then this honey whatever whatever protocols are vampiring the network effect from uniswap and implementing already proven technology of xdi you know, do with that information what you think you should do. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's the difference between vaporware and a product that's like actually built and you can use and touch and interact with. And HoneySwap is there, right? HoneySwap, you can, you can trade almost, you know, some of the tokens that they've already supported. So 
the fact that it already exists is worth its weight in gold compared to you know the future future applications of Uniswap adopting XDAI or zk rollups or anything that's that's going to allow it to scale. Hundred percent. So, um, <clears throat> uh, oh man, I was going to segue into something completely slipped. <laughs> was it XDAI? Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say just even if you're not like a speculator, if anything, it's not a bad idea to just to kind of like figure out how to go through this process to acquire some of these honey tokens just for the the exercise of like figuring out how to use layer two you know yeah i think that's valuable in itself like because there's going to be a lot of platforms that adopt this type of system and the problem with that is there's going to be like some onboarding friction because like there's now there's a couple more steps that you know the general user is going to have to go through yeah for sure but so it's not a bad idea to kind of familiarize yourself with it so yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that this uh switching switching um networks is going to be commonplace you just have to like be completely organized because the tokens that you own they don't show up when you're on mainnet and so if you're if you have a bunch of tokens on the side chain you'll they're only there when you're on the correct network yeah that's right <clears throat> so leading into that <laughs> what's funny about all of this is the honey token isn't even like or wasn't originally intended to even be like you know for this uh uniswap clone that's what we found out last night. You know, this is where the this this is around four in the morning. Whenever we figure yeah. that out, yeah, <laughs> things started getting really fucking weird. Not you know, I, I that's what I was telling. Like, dude, I think like we've gone too deep into the rabbit hole, dude. Like, we we've reached like the fringe, yeah, of like the crypto space. That's what I felt like when I was started investigating. What the hell is one hive? What the hell is the honey token? You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I <laughs> totally agree. Uh, I think, oh man, I think I, I lost my place here. Uh, I wanted to show them one of the ways that you can get honey for free is by going into Bright ID. And so, Bright ID, brightid.org allows people to verify themselves as being human, not necessarily, this is not, um, What's it called? The um, this is an identity identity ver- verification application, right? That you download on your phone, and this this allows you to prove that you're not a bot. And then once you're not a bot, then you can go and claim these tokens for honey. And so each why is that? So, I'm sorry to interrupt, but why, why is that so difficult to prove that you're not a bot? Just because like well, if if you come up with some scheme where you try to force mass awareness of whether you're a human or not you can develop ways as a you know as a programmer as an automation engineer you can come up with ways to evade that detection uh Mm. so for example uh like let's take i don't know i'm trying to think of a good example where you try to prove with an application that you're an actual human and one of the ways is through a captcha and you show a bunch of pictures and the captcha so those can be evaded by computers now and so, so that's the point. The point is the computers are getting more and more capable and intelligent, right. I guess, to the point like our, our old methods of providing, you know, human, human identification is proof. Yeah. They're becoming obsolete, right? That's correct. And so Oof. what they do now is you download this application and then you join these meetups. And in these <laughs> meetups, you share QR codes and you have to use voice or you have to use video and you share these codes and you verify each other that you're human and wow. 
and that's that's it. And then once you're a human, then you can claim an airdrop on a weekly basis, I think, with honey. And it's called a faucet. Mm-hmm. But it's not even just, it doesn't end there either, though. It's like, this is, I think, I, I could see this, this unique ID thing being like the beginning stages of some like ubiquitous like reputation system meaning like you know all these connections that you make as far as verifications go all it's doing is reinforcing your legitimacy as a human because there's like a score that's keeping track of all that through their platform right when i saw that i was like wow i hated it at first (laughs) because i was like man here's another thing that's like it's scoring you know people based on how many like online interactions they make you know similar to how like social media is like a negative reinforcing thing like how many how many fake relationships can you make on the internet like the more fake relationships you make the better person you are according to like internet social network economics right yeah exactly i was like oh god here's another one of these yeah 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 yeah. but i don't yeah i mean there's no reason to hate on that it's just that's just the direction we're heading so <clears throat> but that's not even the weird thing. The weird thing is the actual one hive. Uh, pro- I don't even know what to call it. It's a community, right? Yeah, it's a community, and I'm trying to look for the faucet links. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go into one hive. <laughs> okay, jumping into one hive. They okay. Where is it? Uh, airdrop for honey swap early adopters. Those who join before October like Uniclaim rewards. So people are proposing. These are, what, what you were just looking at was a list of proposals. That's correct. Okay. And one so of that's those, the first thing we saw too. And whenever we were starting investigating one hive, we're like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Why are people making proposals? So <clears throat> we go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And then if we go into buy bright ID subscriptions for the faucet. So we go into, this is the rabbit hole that we jumped into last night. See, it says uh, we recently ended up without any Bright ID sponsors for the faucet. I'm I'm requesting one Honey token to buy the equivalent amount in Bright ID subscriptions currently at two dollars each. So we'll have 130 sponsorships uh, per month during the first year. <laughs> the double in the second year, and the triple in the third, and so on. This should cover our needs for new users, and we are also helping to fund an open source project that is key for our infrastructure. The honey will go into my wallet, and I'll swap it for XDAI and buy the sponsorships. So basically, they're using Forum to propose these things, and every time you propose something, I think you get honey tokens, especially if it gets adopted. Yeah. So already, like, so what's going on here is there's a honey token, 24,000 of them currently in existence. (laughs) <laughs> that has literally no purpose to it in the beginning. Um, it's a governance token, obviously, because people are staking their honeys to make these proposals. So the thing that's interesting is if you go through these proposals, you're going to find the guy who actually created honey swap somewhere in here, right? I think it's the core development payment guy. He's that's asking correct. for 40 honeys. Yeah. And what does he say? So going back to the forum, he says, is this, this guy named uh, Will J. Griff? I'm a core contributor of primarily Solidity development to the OneHive repos. I'm requesting mm-hmm. Honey for a large portion of the development effort for the previous month. This work has included the deployment of Uniswap V2 to XDAI used in HoneySwap. Mm-hmm. And development and dispu- uh, disputable Argon apps 
necessary for integration with Celesti and Argon Court and development of the Celesti contracts. So this guy, basically, this guy has done a lot of the the legwork of the community, right, to actually build stuff. Yeah, including the thing that's driving the value of the Honey Token itself currently. That's correct. Yeah, which which is so he he figured out, and I guess I don't know if he's like a big team member. This is the thing. I don't know, like who the fuck. There is no team. I don't think there is a team. There is no team. Like Honey's somebody or a team of people. Maybe it's this guy. They just minted Honey tokens, and they're uh, they're developing the necessary governance protocols, like for voting and I guess for like disputes and stuff like that with the yeah. whole Argon integration, right? Yeah, think about it. It's like Decentraland, where they built out yeah. this platform, and in this in the case of One Hive, they built out a a governance platform for a token called Honey. And then people just come in and they build cool stuff like HoneySwap and then they request payment for it. Yeah, so it's just like reverse Decentraland in the sense that Decentraland was a vision, a project with a specific purpose and goal in mind and they onboarded a community to support that. Mm -hmm. And then the DAO comes later. Like we're just now figuring out how to work our DAO. This community did it the other way around. They're figuring out how to get a community into a DAO first. And then what comes out of that, who the fuck knows what's yeah. going to happen. And like, <laughs> to me, that's fucking some mind ridiculously blowing shit. I, I, I can't even yeah, I imagine. Agree. I, if I was Will Griff, I would have just forked uh, Uniswap and then put it on XDAI and then created a token. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, specifically you know, geared, it. specifically geared for that application and yeah. put it out there and that's it and then have developers could have called it will swap yeah will like, swap yeah call it a will token and he could have been like the next sushi guy you know like yeah everybody right. wants your token bro like because you created this x die uh, yeah you know, and then and then since it's a open source project you have other developers come in and build bridges for all the tokens and now you are a direct competitor <laughs> to uniswap in a much cheaper realm crazy but he didn't do that so, which leads me to think that this guy must have like a, a close relation to the honey, you know, like he must be one of the core founders or something. It's quite possible, yeah. Because, dude, that's that's some diehard commitment right there to the uh, the honey community. Like, you know what? I'm gonna do this clearly successful attempt at a uh, you know bridging Uniswap to the layer two, and I'm not gonna like take the glory for it. I want the honey ecosystem mm -hmm. to thrive off of this yeah and all he's asking for is like 40 honey tokens for his hard work you yeah know what I mean? which is actually a lot right yeah i mean that's like, like 40 40 grand at least <clears throat> yeah i guess in today's valuation at like a what's honey at now like 1500 yeah 1400 let's call it 50 60 grand so he's just looking for a nice little payout for all the work he did yeah. and i think he deserves it if i were a honey community member i would definitely vote in your favor sir yeah, as would I. That was a lot 100%. of work. The fact that yeah. you put it on XDAI proves that you can have a Uniswap uh, with, without the gas fees. Correct. So this is interesting to me in, in many different ways. For, for one, this is how Decentraland governance is supposed to operate. You know, obviously there's been, because there's an actual fund at stake, uh, a perpetual yearly annual development fund, according to the white paper of Decentraland. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm expecting to see similar types of proposals like this coming through, you know, and it probably from us, to be honest, like we're probably going to pull a well Jay Griff and be like, Hey guys, you know, we are core developers of this ecosystem. <laughs> Here's what we've done up to this point. Right. We, we want X amount of, you know, share of the developer pool and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's supposed to how governance is supposed to work, right? I don't know. I would think so. I mean, it's a bunch of proposals and people voting for you. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. yeah, I think it, I think HoneySwap, it's, it's interesting because of what you talked about earlier, that you started with the governance kind of platform, mm -hmm. and then you took that and you got people involved in, in a smart way, where there's a bunch of humans involved that you know for sure are humans. And they're not a bunch of bots just collecting honeys because then that token yeah. is useless, right? Yeah. So you took so, that step and then you had this uh, gracious developer, Will William Griffith, and mm -hmm. he built HoneySwap on XDAI. Yeah. So, I mean, <coughs> now what, what does it mean for a honey token? It, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's already done a 10x, if not 15x. I know, but like, let's not even talk about that. Let's not even talk about that. Hold on. Yeah, leave it on this page, dude. Let's talk about this. Is just the first thing we've seen out of the honey honey ecosystem. You yeah, know? like who's who the fuck knows who's gonna figure all this out and believe in the concept and like also contribute their developer talents to this pool. Yeah, you know, like who knows what's gonna be built next is all I'm saying. Like, right. That's that to me is. I don't know, man. It tickles me, like, just in the right spot, dude. It's like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's pretty crazy, dude. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Well, from, from a purely speculative standpoint, though, it's... I wouldn't endorse anybody getting in after, like, a 10 to 20x run-up in a week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. That's... Man, that's, like, what's tough about this is, like... So, first of all, there's only 24,000 tokens, right? So, there's mm -hmm. that. Then, um, then the value of each token is almost at $1,500 within a week. And if you look at the original price, it started at a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. And I think, so I think it goes even further back than that. It was like 40, 50 bucks at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. I think, man, this is, this is a tough one, man, to call. Cause yeah, because ultimately, the thing I compare it to, <clears throat> for those of y'all around back in the day, it, this, to me, mostly resembles Rayblox, which today is called Nano. Mm -hmm. I remember they did a similar thing. Like, they, they claimed, like, we're the scaling solution of the cryptocurrency world. We have these B-list peer-to-peer transactions. So they created their own exchange, I guess, to distribute their tokens and... That thing did like a thousand X on their own platform. Yeah. And as, as soon as like, uh, you know, centralized exchanges started onboarding that asset, the rebranded Nano onto their exchanges, that shit just dumped into oblivion. So I'm expecting, this is, this is the call I'm going to make, I'm calling it now. I'm expecting Honey to have a similar Rayblox type run up on their uh, platform, this HoneySwap platform. Okay. So we're probably going to see like a... I'm going to say this thing goes to minimum to half a billion dollar market cap. Minimum. 
half a billion. Yeah. So that what is that? Uh, Thirty. So a little bit over ten x from here. So that's over a hundred x altogether. Yeah, that's minimum. It's all it depends on like how much of a how much of a craze this can generate. How much of a buzz? Like people want. Like when do people start paying attention to this? And when does like the FOMO hit in? Like this. This is relatively low volume, dude. Like, yeah, it's actually truly low volume, and the price is going up like this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dude, the masses haven't hit yet. <laughs> I think this is gonna do like a Rayblox type ridiculous run up, but I think eventually Uniswap's gonna come and crush it. Yeah, like they did to everything yeah. else. And it, it's gonna it'll take it's some gonna time though. From there. It'll take some time though. Yeah, it's gonna take some time, but in the meantime, it's gonna do this. I think Rayblox type ridiculous run-up yeah people are gonna be like what the fuck is honey where did this come from why is everybody buying it why yeah, didn't yeah. i buy it you know what i mean it it might even hit a billion it might even hit two billion who knows it yeah, could why not? why not 10 billion dude no nah, that's too much <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to line it too yeah, yeah, yeah it can't go higher than two <laughs> but it's it's going to have the fattest sell-off and but that doesn't mean it's going to go away. But it's why? It's still going to maintain some of that network it? effect. So hold on. So Honey is a governance token. Honey yes. Swap is an application that is built on XDAI. It's Uniswap on XDAI. So yep. those are almost mutually exclusive, other than the fact that they share the name and it was built for this community. Uh -huh. So the reason why Honey would go up to two billion dollars, like you're saying, is because of Honey Swap and nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. And but and so they need to like I don't know market that. Maybe they don't have to. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. To me, I'm more interested in the the governance token. Actually, <coughs> I'm more interested in the community. This thing could potentially like galvanize. Yeah. Meaning like because it's like it's like a it's like a legitimate like grassroots type you know approach. I don't know. Like it starts. I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to explain, but it, it, I like it just because of the unpredictability of it. Like, there's no way to know where this is heading. Yeah. Like, I know where Decentraland's heading. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I know where <clears throat> any other DAP is heading because that vision is clearly stated from the beginning. Any DAO that's associated to those DAPs, right? Like, whoever's participating in those DAOs, you kind of know what to do as a community. For but sure. This is like. The world is your fucking oyster, dude. You could literally do anything. You can control the world at some point if you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Like this has like Bitcoin type level, um, like potential. You know, the honey, like just the idea of like an actual, like civilization, internet civilization starting from the ground up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's that's possible. And if I, I don't, I don't know, honey guys, if you watch this. I would love to get somebody on this podcast and talk to one of you guys for sure. Yeah, I want to well, know. Will, if you want to come on the podcast so you can explain what you did here, sir, we, yeah. we'd appreciate it. Explain if, if, if I'm like, how do I join your cult? Basically is what yeah. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to jump in, dude. Yeah. I want to be, a, I want to be cult. a member, dude. Give me that white robe, dude. Give me yeah. the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm ready to go, dude. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I'm sure we know what they're going to say. It was like, well, join Bright ID and, and verify yourself, right? Yeah. Which exactly. we tried to do that, but we missed the we missed the uh, little window that we had there. But we'll definitely yeah, do it. We it's, might it's even like daily it. daily events, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, we'll catch another day. Yeah. No big deal. 
So uh, we've been recording for an hour and 15 minutes. Let's uh, call it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so for next time, next time we get together, let's talk about Akala. Uh, we kept mentioning before, but never would get around to it just because so many things happen and like things like honey catch our eye. So we got to talk about them. Yeah. Um, true. And hopefully we can cut se- some of these segments out and put them into individual videos so that we start kind of reaching out to people who are only interested in honey or searching honey or searching X die and they get to see true. this content. Very true. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll get working on that too. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And also, yeah, follow our Twitters. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Blockrunner and at Metazone.io, which is our application marketplace for Decentraland. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We'll thanks be back listening. next week. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at The Block Runner. Yeah.